I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of man. Well, he speaks for the dignity of man, but I certainly don't, ladies and gentlemen. I speak for uh, I speak for the unwashed, and I spoke, speak for the hungry and the hunted. Uh, my name is Tony Visick, and you are listening to This American Podcast, Comedy Edition, on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. DJ, I'm playing with the sound a little bit today. Uh, I saw from last Fuck week. It up. Messed it up so bad last week. No, you didn't mess it oh, up. Okay. You didn't mess it up bad, but I saw that you had a little um, you had a little reverb going. Oh, okay. So, and generally, I work with no reverb. I work okay. way down here. I work like down here, but I kind of like the reverb thing, so I kind of kicked it up a little bit to uh, see if that uh, adds a little panache. That might add at least one uh, l- listener from like Saskatoon. One more. Yeah, well, there might be a guy in Saskatoon, Canada, going. You know what? Something about the way that guy's voice sounds just does it for me. I don't think I have to wrestle the bear this morning. So, um, one of those record players with like the horn on it. Yeah, yeah. Now you have to speak up because you're not mic right now because we got other people mic'd. Uh, All right, it is 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is Friday morning. You know what that means because you build your week around it, ladies and gentlemen. Your life revolves around this very moment. This is This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. I am Tony Vizek and I have a packed room already. There's no packing going on in this room because it ain't that kind of show. Ah. I have a packed room this morning. The producer is already, sig- already uh, signaling me with panic in her eyes. She's like, there's too many people in here. You think we've broken fire code? Shh. Okay. All right, so let me explain to you who's in the room right now so we can kick off the show. Uh, sitting directly across from me, ladies and gentlemen, not exactly, like at 12.01, if you were looking at the big clock in the sky, all right, is the producer of the show, and the only reason you can actually hear us, uh, my wife, who happens to be the producer, Shirley Lovisic, let's give it to her, let's give sure. let's not give it to her, that's wrong, she's my wife, I don't want any of that sort of shenanigans, but some hand clapping is appropriate. Then sitting at about uh, 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 two minutes to midnight, and you know what? It's always two minutes to midnight wherever this guy is, because he is a midnight man. He is the uh, midnight rambler. He's a, a rambling, gambling man. He's also uh, takes care of your fish, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, DJ Payne, let's put it up, DJ Payne. Now I just want to work to uh, uh, to my left a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, and to my left. All right, right around at uh, 8:40 and at 8:45, uh, would it be? Did we that be right? At 20 till, at 20 to midnight, and at quarter to midnight, we have uh, Jason and Jeff Limford, ladies and gentlemen. I got it right. <laughs> yes. And we're just going to kick right in with them right now. Uh, we're going to dispense with all the uh, normal niceties. We're going to tell you I can win tickets to shows, tell you about all the things that are coming up uh, in, in a moment. We're going to dispense with that because we have, um, damn it, we have Hollywood royalty in the room. <laughs> You guys, that's well, the prince. Street, street royalty. Yeah, I just Coaches Coaches to royalty. was on TV in Hollywood last night and is in Arizona today. Can I, yeah, can yeah. I? Yeah, I, I just want to say this, if I could. If you're if out. you're sitting home right now, if you're feeling lost and alone, you know, if you're sitting in a trailer park someplace at Apache Junction, you know, if you're sleeping in a rest stop in Flagstaff, oh, and every once in a while you stare through a window at a television and go, I wonder if I could ever be on TV. Miracles do happen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now you got to have talent, so funny. and you got to work hard. A lot of people are on television. They spend years. They go to uh, England and they study with the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. They spend years in New York working little off off Broadway shows where they do Greek plays like Antigone and they do Romeo and Juliet and they work their craft and work their craft, knowing that America wants something special. 
And that's what you guys brought to America last night. Man, Tony, you were nice. On the gong show. <laughs> <laughs> On the gong show. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you did is the epitome of American entertainment. Yes. I think I think it is. I think when we look back, you know, because there was the you, you, sometimes eras by presidents. You know, the Eisenhower era was Elvis. You know, uh, uh, the Kennedy Johnson era, the Beatles. You know, moving forward, the Trump era will be the Hollywood bug. Yes, yes! <laughs> that's what we're going for. You know. Amen, yeah. Tony. <laughs> the swamp and you guys the were you royal Tony. You are a manager. You, know that. <laughs> you guys were on the Gong Show. Now, when I was yes, a kid, there was a Gong Show with Chuck Barris, and it was on during the day. And uh, if you were watching it, there were two things were going on. You didn't have a job, and you were really, really high. He'd sit and go, "I gonged that dude, dude, dude." When you gonged it, are you awake, dude? I gonged that mother. So, but now this is a primetime show. Primetime. On ABC. On ABC. And you guys were on it. We were on it. And what you do is you come out. We uh, have no explanation on what we do. No, we uh, we come out. Paul Green, our friend, you know Paul. I know Paul You've well. You've been a mentor, a teacher, a amazing you know, uh, guidance to him. But Paul was our... He actually said and he played the bug. I like to point that out. He, he did audition for that, <laughs> and he got the, the curtains open, and there's Paul in this big roach shoot, and he starts singing Britney Spears's "Toxic," you know. And it was uh, and we come in, we come in, you know, around him, and we start singing, and he gets scared off, and then we start playing on our violins, you know, "Toxic" by Britney Spears. Well, yeah, and you guys are good violin players. Yeah, well, yeah, we, nice. we uh, the violin is what we kind of are, are known for since we were little, but. We uh, we playing it, and I remember Dana Carvey standing right up. Jason's like, "Get on your feet!" And it was oh a lot yeah, of fun. yeah. They they uh, you don't know how they're gonna rate you. They have like there's six categories, guys. There's audience participation. There's judges. I mean, they make there's it like creative guys. We're on, we're on really the gong humor, humor. They they did humor. Like yeah. the, the judges did. I they were supposed to. They're, they're you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, 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 we all took it seriously. Like, it, okay, it, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We, we had we had these uh, backpacks that were made. The, the show kind of guided us on the act. They said we needed a beginning, middle, and end. Yes. Uh, we first submitted a bunch of other songs. That's a long story and how we got there, but basically. Well, well, you don't just come out and play the violin, though. So Paul Green comes out. Yeah, Paul Green comes out. Starts singing a in a bug costume, in a bug costume. Yeah, and then costume. other bu- brooches. Yeah, we, we then other out, dancers. Get scared. Then other Where'd you get the other dancers? <laughs> okay, it's it's too good to be true. One's our technician. Okay. <laughs> technician. Pest company, and then one's and one one's of our outside marketers this, outside this building right now. Now you, you guys own a pest control yes, company locally. in locally. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. Greenworks. Greenworks Pest Control. It's a green company. But so, so what's better, the name of the company again? Greenworks with an X. G-R-E-A. Greenworks with an X. Okay. You advertised on 98KPD like a year ago yeah, or two. I, I think we called in. Uh, we called in for a sponsors. Call. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys. Okay. So, uh, but you guys have also uh, always played around in, in the fringes and margins of entertainment. <laughs> yes, yes. Always. You know. Always. We had yeah. a show called "We Don't Fiddle Around with Bugs." I'm not joking. <laughs> for years. Yeah. And we, we basically played the fiddle at different resort communities. You know, when they, you know. And we loved it. Did act, your parents make you take violin lessons when you were little kids? No, that they had a couple of extra violins in the in the closet. Oh, a couple of violins laying around. <laughs> they had played. They had yeah. played. And I remember. I remember in third grade we got to go at. Uh, it was an elementary school in Johnson Elementary, and we got to go and play the violin. You know, go to the violin. Sh- you know, uh, teacher got to teach us how. And I remember thinking uh, this would be kind of cool. And then they said band is in. F- you can start it in fifth grade, but orchestra, you can start it in fourth grade. And I think that's because they wanted more people to right. to do orchestra. Yeah. Band's cooler, the drums and everything. And every, so I remember thinking, well, I'm not patient, you know. And you get to get out of school for a couple hours a week. 
to, to do violin. And I know there's two violins uh, in the closet here. So I, my, one of my best friends and I said, hey, I got one violin for you. I got one for me. Let's take violin and signed up. <laughs> my best friend, we're all excited. Oh. See, because no one usually said, no. usually, yeah. usually right. people who want to play the violin in the third or fourth grade right. don't grow up to marry women. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my parents forced my sister to play the cello. That's what right. I So, it yeah. is, the violin is not necessarily the most masculine thing, and, and I didn't think about that. And he was doing it to get out of school. I did it to get out of school. Yeah. Plus, plus here's the thing. Was. Here's the thing. In, during the era that we came, up, we came up on, there was this thing called the Bobcat Fiddlers. Well, hold on. They let, were, me, let me interrupt They were superstars. They just stole the show after every he, he He was trying to get away from school, and also, uh, I said, what are you doing? And he's like, none of your, none of your business. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you and your friend talking about? He's like, nothing. I'm like, no, I, you're talking about the violin. He goes, yeah, yeah. My friend's gonna play that other violin, and I'm gonna do it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm getting that other violin. There's your only two. Th yeah, you're gonna have to find the right one. I remember, that's how I, I remember the awkward conversation. Like, you're not gonna do it without me. I remember the awkward conversation with my friend that. saying, "Your violin's been taken by my twin." Sorry. <laughs> there can be, there can be only two. Yes. <laughs> I remember feeling so bad, and he's like, "Well, I don't know if I'm gonna do it." You know. Then he, of course, he, he rented one. So, yeah. you, so you guys, so you guys, you have your own business. Yes. Okay, and you play the violin. Play the violin. And I first met you at a place called the Pad. Yeah. The Pad. So tell us about the pad. Okay. So the practice pad. We uh, well, we lived there for two and a half years. Well, we graduated yeah. college, of course, in two thousand eight, and then the college, ASU. Uh, no, we actually graduated from Brigham Young University. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, Provo. Provo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Utah. Utah. The economy crashed, right? And uh, so we all remember that. Hardly any jobs available. <laughs> yeah. So I remember at that point it was either go on to get a master's and you know spend all this more money and all this stuff or. Um, you know, do whatever you want because <laughs> there's no <laughs> jobs. You don't get and literally, our childhood that. dreams started to come true. So we, because you had no choice. No, yeah. no choice. We moved, moved back in with their parents, and that that lasted you know a couple months. Where we're like, okay, we're just gonna buy a bunch of music stuff with our savings and just put it in the garage. We started what do you playing mean savings? credit card, whatever. We went to yeah. Guitar Center, got a keyboard, and you know had our violins. We're gonna make music. We're gonna be a band. We're gonna go big, and we're gonna start our <laughs> dream journey. And, and we started, the neighborhood started to get, uh, you know, kind of, it was loud. Well, they're starting to We're a garage band at yeah. 27. We got, a, we, got a, we got a kid playing drums across the street. Right, right. Was, I was a drummer. So, I actually had to go over and talk to the kid's dad and go, yeah. look, I was a drummer, but I'm not a drummer now. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm an old man now. Yeah. 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 So, so we were really loud. We, we, knew, plenty we knew we needed a place, another place to practice. We started looking into practice facilities, things like that. Well, my mom brought us into this place called the Practice Pad. Going out of business sale, picks for a penny, you know, whatever, their clearance. So we, we, we realized this place is pretty legit. I mean, we can get a practice room or something. We so can rent a room. John Fatar was the owner. He had uh, owned that place for about 16 years or so. And he sold harps, high-end harps, you know, $80,000 harps. And the economy, when it tanks, no one's looking for luxury harps in right. Phoenix. You know, and so he had all these, the whole two thirds of the building was just full of heart boxes and this and that. <laughs> and we were like, okay, let, let's, let's kind of form you know, a relationship with John and see what we can do. So we bought a couple of equipment. You mean harps like. Yeah, yeah. No one was a harp. No one had in the whole state. No one's used a harp since the Twilight Zone off the air. I'm wondering if selling those when the economy was good. Right, right. It was a niche. It was a niche. But basically, after a couple days and buying stuff. Well, and at first when we asked, he said, oh, no, no. Maybe he's he should, he should have diversified and brought in the pan flute as well. <laughs> right. Harps and we, pan flutes. We bought so, one of those. So actually. we realized there was an opportunity here. 
we, we, we asked if we could rent a room. He said no, because last time he, he did it, some, you know, it was because of a big circus. They made copies of the keys, and the band was like, you know, ruckus and this and that. So we basically had to go back and over and over again. For two or three days, buying more, more stuff, stuff you know, like and talking to him. And we said, hey, well, listen, when you sell this place, we will, you know, paint it up. We'll help you move boxes. And if you sell something, we'll, we'll be like, we'll your, rent the room. We'll be the grunt work. And, and, we'll, you, and we'll pay you for us to work for you. Yeah. You know. So we, we made a three month contract. Really nice. We really funny. wrote it in a, in a blank piece of paper. <laughs> he said, okay, we'll do a three month contract, be like a couple hundred bucks a month for this room, you know? Great guy though. Here are the keys. And then we were like, awesome. So we went in there, started practicing. It was it was the perfect place. And then um, we had a room about this size, and we had all our equipment in. And we're about like, a week later, I accidentally flooded the building. Um, literally, <laughs> a joke. I was in the kitchen. <laughs> I, I the stops thing. I kind of was twisting around the, and it was clogged. And the place had probably been used for a while, like the, the kitchenette. And uh, next thing you know, we get a call the next day. He's like, guys, get over here. We got eight inches of water in the pad, you know? <laughs> so luckily all of our stuff were, were like on tables and chairs. So we moved all of our stuff to the very end of the suite, which is like what we wanted anyway. It was like a third suite. <laughs> and uh, cleaned it up, you know, paid for the insurance policy to kick in and did the whole thing. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then yeah. but here's we the thing, did. here's the thing. We got what we wanted because we got the, the biggest room in the in the building and we and we basically practiced there all night and, and literally you know, kind of unofficially moved in. But we lived with our parents, but not really. We're at the pad all the time. In the pad all the time. All the time. So, so two and a half years. For two and a half, but then you ended up producing a television, yes. a television yes. style. Yeah. Bought the pad a few years later. Uh, literally bought it from John, which was awesome. Run our pest control company out of it. You know, legitimate, you know, business. And then a legitimate business. <laughs> and, and we're running a legitimate we are, right, business. We license. <laughs> our license bought it. And that was uh, and so here's the thing. We had this uh, our friend Paul Green, amazing comic, and I knew him for years. I've known him for you know fifteen years or so. And I and, and I just, he would do stand up there when we first got well, into the pad. Yeah. Just for fun. And he we'd be we'd be rehearsing and just fun. We we're there all night, you know, and so we're laughing and Paul's doing his stand up and then he starts going to, you know, Tempe Center of the Arts and he's doing comedy with you and yeah. doing classes. Yeah. He starts really progressing. He's doing other things, um, like gestures and stuff and then but then all of a sudden things started to pick up where he's really getting some some steam and so I said, Paul, why don't we have a late night show here? Like Arizona's late night show. You know, you, yeah. you're the host. Tonight at the pad, you know, we'll call it Tonight at the Pad. You had a band? Paul yeah, yeah. Full had a band. Jazz, Full a band. band. And Paul was amazing. He recruited everybody. Sound crew. He sound recruited, crew. He recruited a sound film crew, crew, film crew, Rustin Odom. I think makeup. Yeah, makeup. We had makeup. We had makeup. Yeah, we had catering. Yeah, catering. catering. Sponsored uh, yeah. catering from local, you know, small Live audience, shops. 80 people. Uh, a average. And we went up to six episodes. I think, I think Tony, you were the uh, fourth episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you the star guest. I took it serious. I wore a jacket. You wore a jacket. And it was hilarious. We still have that up. It's on YouTube. You I love that sandwich. I had the pad starring Paul Green, you know, starring Paul Green with Tony. Somebody, either Paul or one of you guys call me and go, what do you want to do? And I go, well, I don't know. I'll talk about whatever I talk about. Right. But I want to eat a sandwich. You got so a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. We're laughing at him making yeah, this peanut butter sandwich. I went over and talked to the band. I gave the band part of the band. sandwich. He's making fun of the building. He's like, there's red notes everywhere. Look at this place. A homeless guy you know, welcoming me into the pad. There's, I think I saw a leg out of a car. Something funny. Well, you know who I brought with me that night, by the way, is a, a comic named Mike Longfellow wrote over yes, with me. Yes, yes. He's now open for you. Yeah, right? and, and now been, he's been on Laughs TV. Uh, he's right. doing a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the moral of the story is hang out with me and I'll still be stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so, we been, so that was a great show. That's still, by the way, on, uh, uh, on YouTube. YouTube. You yeah. can yes. find that. You can find that yeah, show. Uh, you know what? What surprises me when I go back and look at it, because I've, I've gone back and looked at it, uh, I've often put it on and then went in the bathroom by myself for long periods of time. Um, <laughs> it really holds up. I mean, yeah, Paul did a great job. Great you job. guys did a great job. It doesn't look like, you know, it was done in someone's barn. Right. Uh, no, yeah, no. you know, and it, 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 it was a good show. Yeah. Now, from there now, you end up in Hollywood. I want yes. to get, I get, to, I okay. get quickly to the gong show. Okay, quickly to the gong show. 
So um, basically, we um, that same year, America's Got Talent calls us. Yeah, up. America's Got Talent called us up. Yeah, and asked to audition for AGT. Asked to audition season eleven. This is a year ago, and then uh, we said, sure. We go, they go to Phoenix. You know, they're they're coming to Phoenix. We meet the producers. We we, we got to perform. Goes really well. Um, then we get assigned a few months later to go to Los Angeles and, and audition for Simon Cowell and the crew. And it was great. Thing is, our audition was kind of a breakthrough because Simon said, I can totally see this work. This is Simon Cowell. Yeah, Simon Cowell. He said, I can see this no, work. No, he didn't say, he said, I can totally see this <laughs> right, work. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see this work. He's like, the violins are fantastic, but keep your voices with the bugs, boys. <laughs> so we were singing and playing the violin. In, and we're not Pavarotti. Like, like bug noises? <laughs> no. We're, we're not. We're not more like, like the Men Beach in Boys. Black? We're more like the Beach Boys with the harmonies, and we sang a few songs from okay. Avicii. It was, it was good. And um, we kind of ran out of time with our audition, so we, were, we got postponed. But anyway, um, we're not Pavarotti. We're not like the Beatles with Beach Boys, like energy and our violins and playing. But he had given us advice to just play the violins. That's what you're good at. Yeah. So we kind of didn't go through the next round because it was the well, licensing no, they, issues. They, they got us through. The we got next through round. the next round. We signed contracts. But, but you know how they can cut behind the scenes. Yeah, before. sure. So that's yeah. what it was. Our, we didn't submit enough songs or this and so that. So he's competitive, and so what he did, he goes, well, "I'm not going on that easily, right?" Well, well, it's, it's, because I'm moving to Hollywood well, and get signed yeah, by the label. Well, Simon, my, okay, my wife and I were having a baby. I realized I had one more shot to take a big risk. Yeah, she was about you know she was about three months pregnant. I had about you know a few months to really and I, freedom. And, yeah. Freedom, and I was like, I would talk to my wife. She's like, okay. This, she's very structured. She's a corporate girl. She likes things, you know, to very predictable. She's stable. supporting you right now. Supporting. Yes, <laughs> actually, she is. Yeah. She is. But, but here's the thing. It was, it was like this, this, like, ultimatum. It was this moment of, like, desperation for me, thinking if I'm going to have a dream and live, you know, music thing. Jason's, Esther's, his, his wife's more like an entrepreneur family, you know. So I'm like, okay. She's like, but she backed me up. She said, I, I support you. You can literally move to Hollywood. <laughs> Like wow, you man. can leave me behind. Matter of yeah. fact, get out. Uh, <laughs> now, now, and, and I, I just I was amazed by that gift she gave me to just one more time. So I yeah, literally, yeah. So I told Jason, I said, I'm moving to Hollywood. Well, yeah. and that made me really nervous. I, I know because I don't know Simon Cowell is one of the. You know, yeah. Simon Cowell is one of the. I'll end up getting arrested. Right. Well, Simon Cowell is one of the best A and R reps in the world. Yeah. He said, I can see this work. Now, granted, now granted, when they showed our, they showed only eight seconds of our clip marching towards the audition stage, you know, and they didn't even mention us or anything. We were just B-roll. So I had that, and I had his, my word against their, you know, okay. I'll tell you what he did. He made CDs, so we made these little EPs of, of our well, audition. Wait, to the gong show. Our, the gong show. our audition. And he goes, as seen on America's Got Talent for eight seconds, and he delivered to Summit Cal's office. He delivered to Fremantle North America, like North Fremantle America. Media. I delivered it everywhere. I, I mean, that's like the old school. Fremantle on uh, Sunset and the uh, yeah. the old Playboy Fremantle. building. Yeah, yeah, across, we went there. across from uh, was, Mel's Diner. I was doing the whole like you know like hustling. Yeah, out the trunk of right. I was getting away for free. Well, I was yeah. with them too, but but uh, well, so we get down to Hollywood. I'm like, I just need to talk to everybody. Get in. Jason finally magically finds Musicians Institute. Well, because I on called the Boulevard. Listen, now hold on. So we continue to have connections because I met you guys over to. Pad. Yeah. Right, you were then doing. Uh, you were practicing or going to the Musicians Institute. We, not yet. So okay. here's what happens. So, so I'm like, after we move to Hollywood, Hollywood, I'm gonna be going with you, right? Yeah, he so, didn't want to leave me behind. So, so we got our pistol truck and we got our, we got our bed. We have a big bed bug trailer that just it's like a shell. We took all our bed bug equipment out. It's like heating equipment. It's not and just we, for bed bugs. And and, and we, we kind of lived. We kind of live in there. So we drive down to California, <laughs> right? And I, I'm like, and on my mind, I'm with doing this the all time. With, with the trailer, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we, I, we brought I'm killing all the bed bugs in LA to pay for this stuff, right? So I'm driving down to LA and I'm thinking the whole time, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also like, what am I doing? You know, I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. And he's just like, just like happy as can be. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? You know, what am I, we have no plans. We get there, 
I'm like, where are we gonna live? In a truck in a trailer in LA is the you worst. Yeah. Oh, and, and down there. Yeah, but there's a lot of people living in their cars and trailers and things out down right. there. So we said, okay, we're gonna go to, uh, we're gonna sleep probably uh, in a Planet Fitness. Of course, you get a gym membership. You get a, you get a, you get a storage unit. We, we know how to move in. <laughs> we got a storage unit. In fact, it almost said like it was Jason. It's almost like a really, really cheap motel. They have an elevator. You know, yeah. we get in. We go to our storage unit. We move in. Well, we got Planet Fitness. So, so, so to make a long story short, we walk around Hollywood Boulevard. I gotta say the first Jason. night, the first night in the parking lot, the first night in the parking lot, like we couldn't close this, this trailer door. You have to yeah. lock it, so there's no doors or windows. So it's creeped open. I have tape, and and we have all our sound equipment because we, we brought all our PA systems to play like at the pier and down yeah. Hollywood, like we're gonna, on, on we're the boulevard. Make noise, yeah, you know? and I thought we could do that in a strategic way, and and I remember the first night, I'm like. I could not sleep. Every noise was like he'd wake you know, up, terrified. Oh, oh, oh. and then, I slept like a baby. <laughs> he was sleeping like nothing. It was awesome. wake him up. Like, don't you care about us living? We're gonna be killed out here. The criminals oh, the oh, he was like, he was like in heaven, just sleeping, and I'm like, bloodshot eyes. So it was the so worst. So anyway, we, we basically <laughs> walk around. Jason sees Musicians Institute. We're going to LA Fitness you know, on our way. Yeah, and he's like, I just gotta go and talk to these people. They probably know people about in the music industry. It's yeah, Institute. So he gets this new store orientation set up with Valerie, and and we oh, get angel. we get well received like you wouldn't believe. And they they get us an artist development program and vocal training because of Simon Cowell's advice. Bird Deborah Bird was the coach for eleven seasons for American Idol, and she's the current coach for The Voice. She now, became our personal coach. Yeah. Now the the Musicians Institute is at sixty seven seventy one Hollywood Boulevard. That's so it. you yes, mentioned that. what was amazing to me was when I moved to L A in the seventies. That's where the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute was. Okay. So I actually, I moved there. I was living off of uh, Grace Avenue, off of Franklin. Okay. I didn't live in a trailer, okay? Um, um, but uh, I had I, I was selling plasma. Okay. So okay, I, okay. And I actually went and signed up there, and I, I took classes there. And the weird thing was, is I looked in the classrooms, I go, this looks like it was a nightclub. It originally, in 1920, was built as a nightclub where Bing Crosby got his start. No way. So Bing Crosby, what? Tony Visick. The Hollywood bug there guys. There you go. Yes. All the same spot. There All right. you go. So now I, I, we got it because we got to move along. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. we, so we're at the Gong. So how do we end up on okay. the Gong show? So we tried for America's Got Talent twice. They said no. Don't go back. Okay. They yeah. said no. The second time because we went you know with Bird and you know had this vocal coaching trying to give it a second shot. So when that didn't happen, Paul Green about a month later sends us an LA casting email saying they're they're looking for two twins. Yeah. Identical or twins, triplets, whatever, with a musical talent for a variety show on primetime TV this summer. They, they didn't a, say what show. A fun was. job, and then they're, you know. So I was I'm like, that sounds like us. So yeah. I really called the number. Yeah. I called the production company, and they're like, oh yeah, it's the Gong Show revival. I'm like, really? I didn't know what that is. I looked it up. Yeah. I thought, we're perfect for this, right? Call me. I, I talked to the main casting company, and they're like, you don't even need to apply for LA casting. You guys sound perfect. Just send us an audition tape. We'll coach you through it, blah, blah, blah. And it was awesome. Well, we, they ended up inviting us to their headquarters. We got to meet Katie Wong, the, the, the CEO of Mystic Art Pictures, you know, the uh, one that cast, cast the Power yeah, Rangers. Major. She casts, you know, Nickelodeon, Wipeout, the, the toy box for the kids oh, right now. All these shows. Tons of, tons of shows. Amazing. She helped us with our audition video. She helped us, you know, get the get the vibe and the energy. So we auditioned. We sent in our tapes. I think also what made help us get the, the show is when we did our video, we decided to go to Hollywood and, and, and Highland and do yeah. the video there. We didn't know it was Oscars weekend. Okay? Yeah. We literally go there with, with our PAs and with our camera our gear. Our bug guy. With our bug guy backpacks. Our backpacks. And, and the, the Oscars. Oscars were there. The security thought we were there to treat 
for the Oscars, and they let us in. We yeah, got yeah, pre-treat. We got into the Dolby Theater on camera as Hollywood so guys to pre-treat the Oscars. We that to them. They loved it. Like, this is so, <laughs> they're, so funny. They're laughing. But, so here's a question for you. got in. The Hollywood Bug Guys yes. is not actually a bug company. No, so, it's like a, it's like a marketing. Maybe you should make it yes. once in L.A. We like, yes. I feel like you, you need to do that yesterday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Celebrities going to be hiring you. Right. People started calling us when we were there. Right. Come on. Johnny Depp's house. The rat company out of New York has already asked to do that. That, but we haven't yeah. so, 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 so last night yes I sit home okay and as I do every Thursday night and have forever I, I you know, my wife says she goes uh, hey let's go upstairs and I go I can't she goes she goes well I know you're almost 62 but let's go upstairs and I go I can't because you know it's Thursday night at 9 p.m. she goes oh yeah gong show oh my gosh he's made it <laughs> I see you guys. Not only were you on national, you were on ABC yes, 15. Yes. You didn't win. You came you in like second. Yes. You you, like you lost to a guy who was double jointed. Yeah. Who yes. came out of a tree stump. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Toy deserved. Yeah. He had he that great. one trick point. You couldn't. You couldn't. Now win. just let me say this. So <laughs> can, people can look this up online. They can see it online, right? They can see it online. And if they put Hollywood Bug Guys in in their browser, will they find you guys? They'll find us. Our channel. We got like two videos. Good Hollywood Bug Guys. So go to that. So I want to say a lot of careers. I've been around a long time. Yes. And a lot of careers have started after someone lost. To a double jointed guy who emerges <laughs> from a tree stump. So I think you're on your way. Thank you. Okay, so Jeff and Jason, we man. We love you. I went, you so uh, you put Hollywood Bug Guys in your browser, and we'll we'll post up too, right? Sure. Yeah. We'll get it up. We'll have it on ComedySchoolsRadio.com and all of our social media. Uh, and for like for you, DJ, because you're still trying to make it into business. Okay. Just you know what? Go to L.A. Sleep in your car. All right. <laughs> start. Wear a bug outfit. Yeah. yeah start shooting poison around on the streets. <laughs> and before you know it, you could be uh, standing right next to Dana Carvey. Let me write, <laughs> all, <laughs> let me write all this down. Okay. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> and Jason, man, thank Thanks you so, so much, you guys. Totally Great seeing you guys again. Touch and let you know what's the, what's in our. Gym. All right. Okay. I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the corners to stay away from on in Hollywood. All right. Okay. What's that? Oh, I, I figure those out. All right. Early okay. on. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll be right back, man. This was a fun interview. We're going to be right back with uh, uh, one of our favorite comics, two of our favorite comics, Ernie Green and Christopher Roy are there at the Tempe Center for the Arts tonight in Ernie Green and Funny Friends. You're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on Comedy Schools Radio.com.